It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. I'm Stacy Triscos. And I'm Stacy Farquharson. Welcome back to the Stacy and Stacy podcast, season three, episode six. And we're still uncovering all the rich wisdom of Dr. Alice Von Hildebrand and her book, By Love Refined, Letters to a Young Bride. And again, this is where her goddaughter, Julie, is asking for counsel. And Alice, a.k.a. Lily, that's how she signs her letters, is responding to her through these letters. And there is so much wisdom that we can all glean. We will have a link so that you can order the book for yourself to follow along or pass it along to someone who's getting married. Wish that I'd had letters from Lily when I was getting married. (laughs) Um, Today, the letter (laughs) is titled, He gets mad when I say always. (laughs) We are going to pray and then we're going to talk about that. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the gift of marriage. We ask that you strengthen our marriages and help us to continue becoming one with with each other. Um, Thank you for your grace and your guidance. And we just ask that you would be ever so present in our marriages, binding us to each other and binding us to you. Mother Mary, pray for us. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Stacy, what does Lily say today in her letter? Okay, well, this is some of that advice that you think, of course, of course, of course, always. (laughs) (laughs) Writing to Julie. So remember that Lily is the godmother writing to her goddaughter, Julie, who's recently married. So she's the bride in the letters to the young bride. And Julie has a concern about he, her husband, Michael, gets mad when I say always. And here's what (laughs) Lily tells Julie. Dear Julie, just when matters were being patched up between the two of you, you shattered the peace with that word, which seems so innocuous, but which in fact is loaded. Always. (laughs) You can use it about insignificant things, such as always leave the towels on the floor. Or you can employ it in much deeper accusations and reproaches, such as you always treat your mother better than you treat me. And like its twin, never, always, always causes problems, (laughs) problems that can be avoided. Not only is it unfortunate to say always when you really mean often or even sometimes, it's a failure to acknowledge that Michael has often done the right thing without your noticing it, or at least he's put up a courageous fight to do so, but has been defeated. How quick we are to notice failures, not victories. Emphasizing Michael's failures can discourage him, especially if serious matters are involved. Proclaiming loudly that Michael always falls into a weakness, like being fearfully impatient, when in fact he might be trying hard to avoid it, may lead him to a dreadful conclusion. 
I try to improve myself mm-hmm. or not makes no difference as far as Julie is concerned. I give up. <clears throat> How much more loving it is to refrain from showing your annoyance or at least to use the occasion also to compliment Michael for the real progress he's made. You've been so good about hanging up the towels lately. I was surprised to find them on the floor this morning. The spirit of love fills this statement, taking it out of the realm of cold judgment. We must always be careful to bear ourselves toward our spouse in love so that our differences with him won't become obstacles, but will help him on his way to perfection. If we always do this, then always and never will no longer cause problems in marriage. And even things which annoy us will help us grow closer together. Let me hear from you again soon. Lily. Thank you, Lily, for writing to us. Stacy, why is she saying never say always? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are loaded words, aren't they? Well, someone they are. said <laughs> I'm so convicted. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Someone once said always and never statements are always false and never true. They are so extreme and overly exaggerated. But I was thinking, you know, what if you say Oh, honey, you always hug me when you come home from work or you always help me bring the groceries in. Well, that would be great. That's a positive thing. We like that. Bring the positives all day long. But when we turn it around and it becomes a negative in our marriage, when we say you never hug me when you come home from work or you never bring in the groceries or you always leave the dishes in the sink, that's not so great. Always and never can be triggers causing conversations to quickly turn heated. So Stacy, what about the person that's on the receiving end? Yeah, and I, I think we're all probably thinking about that right now. If you <laughs> have struggled with these words, or maybe you've never even noticed what hotbeds these words are when you're trying to communicate mm-hmm. with your spouse and not just your spouse, anyone. But what does it make you feel like on the receiving end? Think about it if someone does that to you. And maybe someone has done that to you. Maybe somebody's doing that to you now. We're going to talk today about how to deal with it on your, on what you do and how you also receive it. When mm-hmm. someone says to me, and I think this applies to anyone, my kids have even told me this. When someone says to me, you always leave the towels on the floor. You always think the worst of me. It makes Mm. me feel like I'm unappreciated. It makes me feel that that other person, it makes me not trust that other person. It says to me, even if it is something insignificant, like you always leave the towels on the floor. Let's just say that's the thing. Or you, you always, always criticize me when I come home from work or whatever. It makes me feel like the other person is only going to judge me in a negative way. They're looking for the worst Stacey Trisankos they can find. And even when I'm doing good, they're not going to see it because they're not looking for it. They're going to look for anything I do that messes me up. This overcritical, it's an unsafe person Mm -hmm. who's overly critical of you. And saying always is telling someone, I'm not safe. I'm not looking for your good things. I'm only looking for when you're going to fall and when you're going to mess up. I'm looking for the worst possible you. And in a situation like that, you can feel defenseless because you're fighting a straw man of yourself. This person is is going to see a version of you that doesn't exist. This this other person's only going to see some fake you that constantly fails. And you can't have a relationship with that person at a very fun 
fundamental way. You can't have a relationship because that person's never going to see you. But mm. Stacy, I know we've talked about this before. What do you do when, so let's say you have that conversation with your spouse. You say, look, when you say, you always do this, you always do that. You never do this. Mm. You never. When your spouse says that, if you tell spouse, Hey, I don't, I don't want you to say that. We'll talk a bit in a minute about how to say that, but let's say you've had that conversation and your spouse messes up <laughs> mm -hmm, <laughs> says it. Mm -hmm. What do you do then? How do you respond? Yeah. And, and, you know, when Pat and I first got married, that these were words that we, we use more than we should. Absolutely. We had to learn not to. And I know that Pat was on the receiving end of it a lot. And I remember him telling me, you don't trust me. And I'm like, of course I trust you, which I did trust him. But what he meant was you don't trust how much I love you because I was, because I was doing just what you said. I was always seeing the negative, the cup half empty, but we really had to work at not throwing those words out, not even using those in our conversations. Um, I remember, Oh, I'm, maybe a couple of weeks ago, we were talking and Pat <laughs> said, you always say, and it was like, as soon as he said that, it was quiet. We were on the phone mm -hmm. and it was like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it was like <laughs> you said that word, <laughs> <laughs> but we got quiet for just a half a second. And I could just picture, you know, like I said, we were on the phone, but I could just picture him bracing himself for me to come back and say something like, you can't say I always say it because I don't but this time <laughs> I actually said you know what you're right hun I have said that a lot and I'm sure that it seems like to you I say it all the time because I've said it a lot well that was it that was it no escalation no argument it was just the, the conversation went on and you know it just reminds me there's so much truth in the scripture in Proverbs 15, 1, it says a mild answer turns back wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. You know, we need to use this in our marriages. It's biblical. At the end of the day, we have to pick our fights. We are mm -hmm. to love God. We're to love our spouses. We're to love God in our spouses. We are to love the sanctity of marriage, which is a gift from God. Our spouses are a gift yes. from God. We have to love our spouses more than we love winning the fight or being right. And I remember when, you know, Pat and I first got married and, you know, I didn't know if I would ever find someone like Pat, I mean, I didn't think Pat's existed. I had been through the ringer many times and he didn't know if he was ever going to get married because he was, he was older and he, you know, he didn't know if he was going to find someone. And we agreed early waiting on. for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> but we decided, you know, early on in our marriage that we were not going to take our marriage for granted or take each other for granted. And there's many mm -hmm. times where I can, I can say to Pat, you know, I just feel like we're not connecting. We have so much going, we're going in two different directions. It's like we're two ships passing in the night and I just mm -hmm. need some time to connect. And he hears me and, you know, I, I'm careful not to say, I mean, you never spend enough time with me or we never, I just simply let him know, Hey, I'm starting to feel that disconnect. We're going in two different directions. Can we make some time? 
And I just want to say that, you know, here's the deal. We have to recognize the efforts that our spouses make because Mm -hmm. Pat does and he makes an effort, but we are busy. And sometimes that little effort is all he can give me right now. And I have to recognize Mm -hmm. that and be appreciative of that effort that he gives me, no matter how small it is. But Stacy, how do you communicate to your spouse that it bothers you if they're saying always and never, you know, how do you, how do you let them know? First of all, Stacy, I think you demonstrated it so well because you you and Pat had talked about words that say distrust and you had agreed not to say always or never when you're making accusations and yet Pat did even just in your mature marriage even a few weeks ago he did say that and he I can just see him sitting on the phone oh no that word's out of my mouth <laughs> I said it I'm gonna catch it now I messed up I messed up like he knows it seemed like he knew he messed up when he said it because we can get frustrated with our spouses sometimes and things like that come out before we mean to. But Stacy, you could have said, aha, you said that word. You messed up. You hurt me. You're trying. I can't that trust old, you that now because you're trying to I have done that before. <laughs> you you could have called him on it, but what you did is is you did something that Lily was talking about um a few episodes ago, a few episodes back. You had that shield of love so that when you looked at him, even if he was having a bad moment, you were looking at him in love and you were seeing the totality of him and you realized he didn't mean to say that, that he's already a husband who is committed not to saying that. And you didn't even scold him for saying it. You just said, you're right, man. There are some power. That's powerful to say you're right to someone. You can deescalate a fight. Um, if any, anybody who's ever, who's ever worked in customer service knows you can deescalate <laughs> a fight immediately by saying you're right. But you did that. You just told him you're right. And then you kind of corrected it. I have said that a lot lately (laughs) and I have done that a lot lately. So you, you acknowledged his concern and you let him off the hook. And I think that's exactly, exactly the way it has to go because we're not going to be perfect, but let's say that you have, let's say that you are thinking you're hearing us right now because Stacey and I've both been there. Let's say you haven't even had that conversation with your spouse yet. And you're hearing us talk about the always and the never. And you're thinking, I can do better in my marriage because I do tend to go accusations at my husband or wife by saying, you always do this. You always do that. You never do this. You never mow the lawn when I want you to. You never pick that cup up. You never think I look good. You never tell somebody what they think. But (laughs) let's say that you're thinking, okay, I can stop doing this. I can stop saying always and never to my spouse in accusatory ways. And I can, I can say, oh, you always are so kind to me. You always jump quickly. Let's say that you've committed yourself to change, but your spouse hasn't because you haven't had that conversation yet. So if you're in that boat, if if you're, if you think, yeah, I can do that, I can do better, but how am I going to talk to my spouse about this without starting a fight? Then here's what we're going to say next. How do you do that? So this gets at the core of communication. First of all, don't pick a time when you're actually upset. Okay. If you're spoiling for a fight, if you're thinking right now, oh man, my spouse does that. And I can't, my spouse always says always, and I can't wait to go set him straight. I can't wait to 
show him this episode and say, you're, you need to listen to this because you do this. Nobody likes to be told they're doing something wrong. And you're not mm. going to open up the lines of communication if you go after your spouse by saying, aha, here's a new rule and you break it all the time and I need you to change. That's not going to go well. Everybody knows that. So pick a time when things are actually calm and lay the groundwork that you need to communicate. Say, hey, I was listening to these two brilliant women named Stacy and Stacy <laughs> <laughs> talking about... <laughs> Talking about um, another brilliant woman, Alice. No, look, I don't mean I don't mean to put us in the camp as her. Alice is the one with the wisdom here. Stacy and I are just like messy converts in the middle, yes. talking about how we walk this out on a daily basis. But but here's what our advice is to you if you're if you're in that boat. Don't go flying at your spouse. Say, look, there's there's something I heard about, and I think this would really help us in our marriage. And maybe go get the book and read this letter to them you know he always i don't like it when he he doesn't like it when he gets mad when i say always go read this letter to him and say i think we should talk about committing to this together because it will help us grow closer and own it yourself before you ever accuse your spouse of doing something wrong own it yourself say um i am going to commit to you dear husband or dear wife that i I have used that word in the past to say hurtful things to you. I understand that when I say you always leave your cup on the counter, that I'm that I'm nagging you, that I'm seeing the word from you, that I'm not being fair because you don't always, that I'm not looking for the things you do right. And I promise you that I'm going to look for the best you from now on. And that even if mm. you do something I don't like, I'm going to trust you that maybe you just had a bad moment. Maybe I need to look past that bad moment and see the whole you and love the whole you. And I commit to you that I will dispense with those hurtful words in our marriage. And I want you to know that, that also, because I want to listen to you, it would help me to be open to any criticism you have for me if you wouldn't use those words either. Don't say, I want you to change because you're an idiot for using those words and I can't be married to an idiot. <laughs> Don't do that. You have to tell the other person, oh I can't hear you when you do that. And I want to hear you. I want to take your criticism seriously. I want to know what I do that frustrates you. And so if you would soften the blow for me, it would help my tender heart to hear you more. And I'm speaking from experience mm. here because Jose and I used to fight about this stuff like this would be a three day long fight in front of the kids, mm. devastating to your marriage, devastating to yourself, devastating to your kids. This is the kind of stuff that leads to divorce, y'all. Leads to divorce. Mm -hmm. And if you just change the way you talk about it and then do what Stacy did. Oh my gosh, Stacy, you are the brilliant one here. Because mm -mm. even when you talk about it, even when you agree, if your spouse messes up, laugh about it. You can even say, mm -hmm. oh, I just heard you say always, I bet you're freaking out right now. I bet you're thinking I'm about to jump on you. <laughs> guess what? I'm not. You know, make a joke and, and yeah. let the other one off the hook. But I mean, that's what I love about Lily here. These are such small things, but man, they're such huge things. Stacy, yeah. what do we need to watch out for then the bottom line? What is the bottom line okay, that we need well, to watch out for? Well, first, I just want to say, Stacy, that was so good. And I wish I'd had you in my ear telling me <laughs> what to say years ago, because that that was so good. And I 
I'm going to let I can't wait for my daughters to hear that advice that you just gave and how to have that conversation. I think that was just wonderful. Um, I just okay. so going back to the very beginning of this letter, it starts out with just when matters were being patched up between the two of you, it's like, bam, another blow. How many of us have been in a situation where you think, oh, it's smooth sailing. We've got everything worked out. We're doing great. And then you just get blindsided and boom, something else mm -hmm. happens. I mean, that just reminded me of how the enemy is such a spoon. I mean, good night mm -hmm. almighty. He is always trying to stir <laughs> the pot and cause problems. It's like, get out of my marriage in the name of Jesus. But in Revelation 12, 10, it says we are told that, okay, in Revelation 12, 10, we're told that Satan, which means accuser, he accuses, accuses us night and day. So the scripture reads, for the accuser of our bro brothers is cast out who accuses them before our God day and night. So night and day he accuses. He's relentless. I mean, he is on it night and day that's pretty much all the time so how much more relentless how much more should we be guarding our marriages praying for one another and being proactive and when i read that it reminded me poor pat he doesn't realize that everything he does is subject to be <laughs> to be exposed on the podcast <laughs> i'm watching everything <laughs> but he texted me the other day and, and this reminded me of that text that I got just random in the middle of the day. It said, sweetie, I love you. Put on the armor of God today. And I got to tell Aww. you, there was so much and that's all he said. But there was so much in that text for me. I felt in that moment, oh, he's thinking of me. He wants to protect me. I totally felt loved uh -huh. and cared for. And I'm going to tell you, it probably took him less than 30 seconds to type up that text. But it stayed with me all day long. Like I felt uh -huh. that covered covering all day long and he was being proactive. You know, it was like there was nothing going on that day. It wasn't sent to me out of fear or worry. It was just a reminder for me to do it, to put my armor on. And I just think mm -hmm. that bottom line, here's the bottom line. I think that this letter should remind all of us to be proactive in our marriages and not let our guards down. I'm Stacy Farquharson. And I'm Stacy Trisankos. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information.